I've always said that age is a feminist issue. That's why women don't like to talk about their age because they're immediately they're immediately pigeonholed and their people's response to their changes according to a figure. It drives wives wicked. It makes such a golden brown pot. It must be lots of fun to be a mother. I've got something to apologize for. I wore my good suit because it was plain and neat. Afraid of not knowing what is proper. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Hi, I'm Susan Osmond and this is Been There, Done That a show about women who are shaping our world. They're not just striving, but thriving. Experienced, smart women who are redefining what it means to be a woman in the workplace. You know I can't work without a good breakfast. All right, Claire, stop typing, please. All right, Claire, stop typing, please. This week, I talked to one of these women, Nadia Marks, art editor for Cosmopolitan magazine, creative director and associate editor of Company and She magazine, a freelance journalist and a best-selling author. And she joins me now. Hello, Susan. Just tell us a little bit about your background. You came to this country, I believe, when you were 12 years old from Cyprus. Is that right? I did. I came to um, to England with my family, with my parents. My father's job brought him here. He worked in the Cyprus embassy. And I had just finished primary school in Cyprus. I was a young 11, 12-year-old. Speaking no English, I mean, literally, I was plugged from this sunny island, uh, carefree island, with you know, and brought to England. It was August. It was very grey and rather dull and very different to what I expected uh, abroad to be like. It was the first time out of uh, Cyprus. So, and and we stayed ever since. We never went back. Well, a, a very long journey from being this young girl who didn't speak a word of English to actually then going on and writing four very well-known novels in English. And and your novels, One Summer in Crete, Between the Orange Groves, Secrets Under the Sun, and Among the Lemon Trees, conjure up this lovely, uh, Id- idyllic weather, sort of paradisical, if there's such a word, um, world that you that you wrote about. Yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, your formative years do tend to stay with you. I don't know, you know, most people that you speak to that have, that grew up in one culture, one way, they do carry that with them. It's in their DNA. And certainly, even though I only lived in Cyprus at very young, you know, 12 years, those that culture, that sort of life stayed in my DNA, really. There seems to be a theme in your books where there it's not all that it seems to be in life. You know, people go back on a journey. They either go back and look at their, their the, the love affair between their parents or they go back to where they were brought up and then they discover something, in some cases, are rather dark. And I want to ask you, are you secretive? Do you have... Secrets. Is that why it comes up so much in your writing? That's a very interesting question. My partner just recently asked me uh, asked me something very similar. We were watching something on TV that, that uh, the the mayor of uh, East Town and which is it was all full of secrets. And he suddenly turned around and said, "So is art? Is is films? Are films and books all about secrets? Then because my books." very much bring out uh, secrets. Uh, the, and and um, I said, well, actually, it's not about, it's not 
books and art that bring out secrets. It's life. Life is full of secrets, um, whether they are intentional or not. I mean, you, if you, there isn't anybody, I don't know anyone whose life has never, has not been touched by some kind of unknown fact that's happening to their past or their parents or their grandparents or whatever. And I think it's fascinating because I think it's the, it's life, it's the human condition. And of course, it's very interesting that there is a difference, of course, between privacy and secret, because there are some things that probably are appropriate to keep secret and hidden because people couldn't cope, as, as indeed some of your protagonists in your books can't actually cope with the truth. Yeah, and and also there are times when you have to keep it's it being economical with with the truth. You have to keep certain things private because it might affect your children. It might affect the um, the the way that you perceive your parents. Or, I mean, some of the secrets in my books are dark, but they're they're always resolved. I, there is always a resolution. Yes, yeah. I, I, yeah. I go from dark to light, and I, I do prefer to write about the light, although you have to tinge it a little bit with darkness because it makes it more interesting. Yeah, of course. Like now, I don't know if you can answer this because, as you say, you left Cyprus when you were 12, but what would you say is the difference between life here as a woman compared to women in Cyprus are the Mediterranean experience of being a woman? The 70s was a time where there was liberation. Girls, you know, we were allowed to uh, to go out and date boys and so on here in England, but in Cyprus was still not like that. However, that generation, our generation, um, is, is now different in in the Mediterranean, or our daughters are very different. But I, one thing I've, I've noticed about my contemporary women are they are in, in talking about Cyprus, they are liberated, they are professionals, they, they, they study, they work, but they also look after the children. They also do the cooking and they're also, um, there is also, it's a little bit of a, they've got the worst of both worlds because they, they have to work. Well, they want to work because they are they have careers and they are they've all been educated, but they're also still expected to do all the other stuff. So I'm hoping with the next generation things will change. Well, when I was a teenager growing up, one of the magazines that I read was Cosmopolitan, and I want to ask you, what were the issues that you covered back then compared to the issues that are covered today? With Cosmopolitan, I, I started as a young um, art art um, assistant to the art director, and the issues that were being covered then were very sexual. I mean, it was a very sexy magazine. At uh, if you remember when it was launched, which actually was in America quite a long time ago, I didn't know it then uh, by Helen Gurley Brown, and it was all about. It came out with a sex and the. She wrote a book called Sex and the Single Girl, and it's when the magazine was kind of developed after that. Um, but um, yeah, it was a magazine for for um, liberation and for sexual emancipation. I would I, I'd say. 
do you do you? I mean, you work for Cosmopolitan Company and She Magazine. I mean, very high profile women's magazines. I mean, I remember about reading about masturbation, orgasms, taking responsibility for your orgasms. And we'd never read anything like that. Women just thought they had to lie back and think of England. Do you think? Do you think that uh, the magazines led? And if they did, did that with that? Did there come a responsibility? Yeah, I, I, yes, definitely. I mean, this is what I mean with Cosmo because it was the the first one of its kind. Um, it, it did have a lot of responsibility. It did uh, have responsibility, and it did guide and educate women. I think taking sexuality as a as a very important thing. It wasn't just about procreation. I know certainly when I was growing up as a young girl, I never really sat down and thought about, oh, it's my responsibility that I have good sex. You didn't even think about having pleasure in bed. I feel that as women, we kind of, once we got under the duvet or the bed sheets, we became completely disempowered and we just gave, we gave way to the man's desires. I remember reading reports about husbands saying, oh, this magazine has corrupted my wife. And Yes, <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. Yeah, I mean, I was only just starting off in my life then, you know, sort of career. and uh, um, But I do remember that. So possibly, um, yeah, I guess women definitely for many, many times. Yeah, I wonder if they. I wonder if this, this generation realised how, how many women pioneered the way ahead before them. Well, I hope so. I hope they do, but I don't know if they do. And I suppose we all feel like that, don't we? We had the, you know, there was the suffragettes, and then there was the the women who burned their bras, and we we all uh, benefited from women of of the past that done things for our liberation. I don't know if you know these figures, but um, last year, the UK beauty industry was worth £27 billion, and globally, it was worth $511 billion, which is an extraordinary amount of money that uh, women spend on, on their image. Again, do you think women's magazines have a responsibility in perhaps toning down, dare I say, the focus that women are encouraged to have on their looks? Well, yes, they did have a responsibility. But I think now is the social media that has more responsibility than magazines. I mean, magazines are still around and people, you know, Vogue, and we, we do still buy magazines, but not as much as we did 20, 30 years ago. And certainly, recently i would imagine social media is the culprit for this i heard someone say the other day nyadi that feminism is over and i i just nearly yeah, i just couldn't stop laughing what's your view about feminism and what part do you think the hashtag me too movement has played well my view is that feminism i don't think feminism is dead why would it be dead because quite i mean unless they're saying it's taken for granted because there is no difference between men and women and that the patriarchy has died, but it hasn't. It's still there. So feminism should be alive and well. And uh, the uh, Me Too, of course, that's uh, a very, very important movement and we have to keep keep it alive and be 
you know, look at what's happened with the mayor of, you know, Como in New York. I mean, that's just shocking. Uh, I couldn't believe that with somebody like him, you know. And his 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 um, excuse was, oh well, the rules have changed. Well, yeah. Um, Nadia, when you were um, working in these magazines and indeed a freelance journalist, did you find any resistance from your your male colleagues? I remember the first, the very first job I had was in a pop magazine, in a uh, music pop magazine, and when I went for my interview, um, I had met my husband who I'm now divorced from, but when I was 18 at art school, because I went to art school and we were going to get married. And I went to to an interview for this very first job. And the guy who interviewed him, who was a guy, said, have you got a boyfriend? And I said, well, yes. And he said, oh, you're not getting married, are you? And of course, we were thinking of getting married. And I, I don't know what made me realize that this was a loaded question. And I went, no. And he said, oh, all right then. And they gave me the job. And then I realized the reason why he asked me was that I didn't want anybody who was going to get married because she could probably have children, which, you know, that, and then that would be a problem. So that was a very sexist thing. And I remember discussing it with the girlfriends afterwards and saying, how dare he? Well, did you know, Nadia, that the highest percentage of unemployed people currently, in the UK anyway, are women over 55? The highest percentage of unemployed people are women over 55. I'm not surprised because it's it's an ageist society. It's always been ageist. So age is very much a feminist issue, isn't it? Very much. I've always said that age is a feminist issue. That's why women don't like to talk about their age because they're immediately they're immediately pigeonholed and their people's response to them changes according to a figure. So you might look at somebody and they, you don't know how old they are. I mean, I never know how old people are. I look at them, take them on face value, I like them, I don't like them, they're interesting, whatever. And I was talking to a friend of mine who she feels the same and she doesn't like to talk about her age because she works in you know, in an industry where it would it would make a difference. And but we were discussing this just yesterday and saying maybe we should be pioneers and we should, you know, just come out and be proud and say how old we are and not feel like we don't want to discuss it. It is quite extraordinary, isn't it? And yet a man can be any age he likes and more or less look anywhere he likes. And I mean I talked about that figure, which I do think is staggering, $511 billion, uh, the global market for the beauty industry. I mean, I know men are taking more interest in creams and products and things than they they used to, but it is quite staggering that there's an enormous amount of pressure on women to look a particular way in order to be accepted within the workplace. Yes, it is. And it is a, it's shocking. Um, so I, I suppose that's partly why, having worked in that industry for so many years, I was happy to decide to take a to to reinvent myself, I suppose, and and write and write books that that don't deal with that, that deal with human issues, with emotional issues. What do you think today are women's major concerns? The issues that affect them the most. Well, depends. I suppose depends what stage of life you're in. Uh, if, if you're a young woman, you are, uh, uh, you know, relationships, 
uh, if you are in a relationship, having children, careers, uh, if you're older, uh, of a, a, a different generation, your again, your children, your grandchildren, your, um, love life. I mean, that never goes away because, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. You could be married for 35, 40 years and be divorced and suddenly be left alone and single and want to be with somebody. So life can, which is what happened to me. I, I got divorced after, uh, 35 years of marriage and then I've found somebody new. Uh, growing up, myself as a young woman, I observed that women spend a lot of time talking about men. And they spend a lot of time talking about whether they've got a man, whether they want to get rid of a man, whether the man they've got is good enough, etc, etc, etc. So growing up, I decided I made a very, very conscious effort. I am not going to talk to any of my female friends about men or my relationships ever. Full stop. That's never going to happen. I so my question to you is this: Why is it? Do you think that women? It's a bit of a generalization, but it's what I t- have observed over this. Why do you think women are tempted? Let's put that in a kind way to talk about the whether they've got men in their lives or haven't got men in lives, rather than their careers and what they are doing with their own lives. The women that I know that are single don't do that. But then on the other hand, if you live with another human being and they happen to be a male, uh, they affect your life and they affect your, how you, you feel and you need to express it, I suppose. I mean, do you not think that men talk about their wife? You think men don't do that? It's just- no, I, I don't. I don't think that. I, I, I think they, they might be a little bit purent about what they did the night before, maybe, but they're much more interested in what they're doing as men and what they're on to next. And they're kind of like cavemen with their clubs, you know, onward and upwards and what we're going to conquer next. While women are left behind, you know, moaning about the men that are in their lives. It's just a general, I mean, that's a huge generalization, I know. It's a very correct observation because we all do that. We do do that. We do talk about our men, but maybe women are more just more um in tune to other people and other people affect you know so if the other person is a man who they live with affects the way they feel the way they are and they want to express it All the women's magazines concentrate on young women, what they look like, when their periods are, when they're having sex, are they having good sex, their best friends, this, you know, that's for young women, young women. Why are there no women magazines for older women? Why are we not discussing the menopause and the effects of menopause on our sexuality? The world thinks that when you get to 35, you stop having sex, you stop having sexual feelings. I don't know what the world thinks happens to old women, but women in their 80s, sorry, they have sex. And in their 70s and 60s and 50s. So why is there not a magazine for older women? We have tried to to launch magazines. Uh, I personally, with my uh, 
partner who I was working, we were doing She Magazine together, Linda Kelsey, we tried to launch a magazine for women over 50 um, while in the 90s. And it got to a dumb stage and we actually proposed it. But in the end, it's advertisers. It's the advert. But what that surprises me. Who are probably men. Well, I young guess, men. Of course, yeah. I don't have the answer, but I think the answer is the fact that advertisers um, believe that it's the young who, it, it, they're conditioned to think that it's the, the beauty industry is aimed at the young, but which I'm amazed because. The older you are, the more money you have. You, of course, you of course. So I'm perplexed myself. But there are some magazines. There are, is it Saga? And, you know, there are a few magazines. That- yeah, but the Saga ones, Nadia, are all about when you're going to die. Have you, have you, are you going to, are you going to go into a retirement home? Do you want to release equity from your house? I mean, it, it, it's just, it's just baffling. I mean, there are podcasts, very successful podcasts, which demonstrate that middle-aged women do want to hear about other people's lives. And I still find it staggering that in this country, we don't have any female chat show hosts. They're all men. Yeah. And and there are very few people on TV who are over the age of 45. And if they are, they've had facelifts. What is going on? I mean, maybe it's a completely existential issue uh, about it's not even a political issue. Maybe we all fear the end and we don't want it to, we don't want to be faced with it. Well, what are we going to do about it, Nadia? How are we going to change this? Well, I think there's lots of things. I mean, I don't know about magazines, but I think we can change a lot of things. I think we can change about, we can change respect for older people. I mean, there, it is cultural as well, because there are yes. cultures where they totally, you know, they respect and they care and they want, and they, they welcome the the elderly into their midst because, as you said, they're, they're the ones who have the um, the knowledge and the experience. So, Nadia, as, as a wise woman, what would you say to younger women who are starting out on their career or maybe midway of their career? What, what advice would you give to, to younger women? <laughs> they should um, feel equal to men. I mean, that's, I've never not felt equal to maybe the, the, the age that I, I grew up in and I worked in. There, there, were, um, there were differences and men did feel superior, but I didn't feel that. Seize the moment and not feel that you are in any way inferior. Nadia Marks, I can definitely say that you have certainly been there and done that. Thank you so much for talking with me. Well, it's been a pleasure. I hope it was interesting enough. Thank you for listening to Been There, Done That with me, Susan Osman. Visit us on btdtshow.com for more interviews with dynamic women. And I'd love to hear from you as well. So please leave us a review and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. These are words of respect. How can you tell when you're really in love? And look how flaky it is. The girls weigh each portion of food they select. 
The Been There Done That show is brought to you by Dan Hall at Pup Media Consultancy. We can still have a lot of fun, can't we? Your manners are showing. I'm a princess. Mabel loves cooking and does it well. Overweight makes an individual undesirable. Lovely stockings. And you think that's all that matters?